Welcome back to episode number 234 of the Dust Safety Science Podcast. This is a podcast for building a global community around process safety and industries handling combustible dust. I'm your show host, Dr. Chris Cloney. In today's episode, we're giving another instant update on a 2021 lumber mill explosion in Beauceville, Quebec. These instant updates are shorter episodes focused on our team's enhanced incident research work for the incident database. So this is in support of our Road to Zero mission, which is one year with zero fatalities worldwide from combustible dust explosions by 2038. And our work at the incident database is to track, that's our measuring stick, our yardstick to tell us how are we doing over time. It also allows us to have a, a good overview of what's happening around the world in terms of dust explosions so that as a community, we can look and say, okay, what's the, the large issues that we're seeing here? What are the trends that we're seeing? And what does it mean for the community to move forward together? As part of our incident database, I mentioned already that we do enhanced incident research. We reach out, we do freedom of information act requests, we call fire departments, we try to get investigation reports, we call government groups, and try to get a hold of as much information as possible of dust explosion incidents in real time as they happen. There's a thing called recency bias. So if you look at an incident report that's really good and detailed, but it's from 15 years ago, you will automatically assume that that doesn't apply to you today. 15 years is another generation of workers and they will say, oh, that's how it used to be done. Dust supposed to don't happen here. We've been saying that now for at least a hundred years or so here, just in North America and elsewhere. I've mentioned this on the podcast before. We had the first sugar dust regulation in 1922 in the United States that was developed and it had the same solutions that could have stopped the Imperial sugar refinery explosion from happening over a hundred years later. So it's really about not forgetting what we already know more than creating new material in terms of the incident reporting in the database and the enhanced incident research, our goal here is to better understand what's actually happening out there, better understand the trends and the information that's provided. In terms of this specific incident, this lumber mill explosion in Beauceville, Quebec, there's two purposes of this episode. One is just to give an update. There's been very little information made public since this incident happened. I think it's labeled as a dust explosion in the incident database. It may still be a potential dust explosion. We haven't even been able to confirm, it's been over two years now, whether or not this was a dust explosion or not. And there are some legal actions that are happening around this incident. And these were set to be released a few days ago from recording, June 9th, 2023. But those have been pushed back till September. So we were trying to wait till those were those documents were published so we could review them and put them out here in the podcast and in the instant database. But now they've been pushed back another couple months, we decided to do an update here and we will provide an update when more information is available just to try to start to wrap our heads around what happened and what was a tragic loss of life incident here, multi-fatality, multi-injuries, um, pretty really horrific uh, explosion at this site. So as I always try to say in these incident updates, since these are relatively close, you know, a couple of years after they happen, they're still going through litigation. They're still going through information and fact-finding and sorting through the details. So everything that anything that is put out here or discussed on the podcast is really just a best guess or just for information purposes. It's just reporting. In a lot of cases, this is still open interpretation, innocent until proven guilty across multiple fronts. And we just want to make sure we have that front and center in this reporting. So what did we know about this explosion when it happened? And again, this happened on September 20th, 2021 at a lumber mill I'm in Beauceville, Quebec. It's said that the incident occurred after workers attempted to put out a fire that ignited while subcontractors were doing repair roof on the work of the facility. It stated there was significant loss of life with multiple injuries, and tragically, three workers ended up losing their lives from this explosion. 
Um, another five were injured in total. And, and several of these had significant injuries, burns uh, over 80% of their bodies. So very tragic incident, very large impact on the community and on the workers and on the company and, and very tragic, very important to understand, generate lessons learned, try to prevent this type of thing from happening in the, in the future as well. I did say that the investigation was currently underway, but it's really been, you know, almost two years and we've been unable to find much more information this, on this incident. A few weeks ago, there was a note that a legal case was coming out of this. And our team started looking into it. So they created a timeline of what's known today. They did enter a Freedom of Information Act request with the province of Quebec in the system processing. We will provide an update once we get the, hopefully, investigation documents and have a better idea of what was determined to have happened in terms from a technical perspective. Starting to review this court case, this criminal negligence case that's being lobbied as well, that was supposed to uh, initiate on June 9th. So it's a couple of days from recording. It'll probably be about six weeks when this is released, when you're hearing it, that it was supposed to come out. But now that's been pushed back to September. I have the date in here somewhere. I think it's September 29th, 2023, but we'll get to that a little bit later on. So that's all the information we had as a start of this incident. Building out this timeline, the enhanced research team took a look at what information was available today. So on September 20th, 2021, the it was stated that the company specialized in drying and transformation of jointed and laminated wood into door and window components. Explosion of fire was reported at 7.30 in the morning and that there were 70 employees on site. Did note that the Sarette de Quebec Major Crimes Investigation Division was on scene and that afterwards, after the explosions, the silo that brings the sawdust into the dryer section was in danger of, of falling over because of the impact of the explosion and that the city was in quite a state as well. There's a large power outage in the city of Beauceville. The high school had to close, and there was a quest for citizens to reduce their water consumption while the fire department and, and firefighting teams tried to stop the fire that was occurring. First day, that said that there were eight workers that suffered injuries, at least four of them, maybe five, uh, in critical care. Six had been admitted to the burn unit. On September 21st, 2021, so the next day, it was reported that in the, the morning, I believe, two workers tragically lost their lives. Two were still in critical condition. And later in that day, one more had died as well. So in total, three workers had tragically lost their life in this explosion incident. And another five total had been injured, many with or multiple in, in critical conditions and significant burns. So really tragic explosion that happened here. And that's really all the information that was available at the time, September 23rd was when the first statement was released from the company. Said they're supporting the families financially and psychologically. But they could not comment further on as to the ongoing investigation. And that was really it. And we were looking pretty hard to see, can we provide any information? We understand this was a dust explosion even or something else. And it was two months later we had any information. And the information was released that the company announced that they would rebuild the facility on November 19th, 2021. Eight months after the initial explosion happened on May 21st, 2022, it was reported that a, a fire had broken out at the temporary plant that had been built. Um, it sounds like this was maybe on the site of the new plant uh, and that a piece of wood got stuck in a molder that caught fire. However, the fire remained very contained and extinguished itself. And that was really it. A year and eight months after the explosion on May 24th was when this information came out about the charges. Um, a total of eight charges have been filed against the company. Um, that the first court appearance was scheduled for June 9th, 2023. 
And it says that the director of criminal and penal prosecution sued for criminal negligence under section 217.1 of the criminal code. Uh, we'll talk about this in a, in a moment, but it says that it imposes a duty on all organizations and persons supervising work in Canada to the health and safety of others. This is one of the rare uses in Quebec of the Westray law, which we'll talk about in a second, an amendment to the criminal code adopted in 2004, following the tragedy at the Westray mine in Nova Scotia, which caused the death of 26 miners. So that information was released on May 24th. We picked up shortly after that and started looking into understanding, okay, where's the incident investigation at in Bullsville? What information can we, we find? And that's where this podcast episode came from. While planning for this episode on June 12th, there was an interview released from, I want to say, Olivier Marchand, who was a 36-year-old roofer who was critically injured in the explosion. One of the ones that survived, but was in the burn unit for a significant period. Three months in a coma, you know, woke up 60 pounds lighter and, and significant burns. I'm not going to go into the story, but I would encourage you to go to the show notes at dustsavyscience.com slash 234 for this episode and read Mr. Machan's story for yourself. Dust will falling back to the ground about two stories after the explosion right in the middle of the fire. Very graphic photographs and, and very, you know, graphic and, and tragic experience from Mr. Machan this explosion. So maybe at some point we can get him on the podcast to talk about this or to reach out to find more I'm not going to go through details of the story, but I encourage you to go read it if you want to understand what can happen after dust explosion in terms of these people that, that make it through with these burn injuries. Very tragic. And we've covered this on the podcast with a number of first account responses to dust explosion in the past. It's why we got to get this information out there. It's why we got to do better as a community. So again, I'll encourage you to go read that on your own. Um, and I'll, I won't relay the, the notes that I have here on it because they're, they're quite graphic and tragic. Still not much information on the incident itself. So that's why our team reached out and, and initiated this request for information through the Freedom of Information Act request. I don't know what we'll get there. Sometimes it's nothing. It's, it's one document. Sometimes it's 300 pages of documents. Whatever it is, we will share that on the podcast once you know more about the actual explosion that happened. So in the second piece of update I want to give is on the current status of the criminal case. So we have been unable to retrieve the court filing documents yet but our team is, is working on it. One of the challenges is that it, I'm all in French and our team does actually read French, but still makes a challenge to find the documents themselves. It's not as easy as Googling um, English terms and having Google tell us where that document's at. According to one report, and we'll have some links here in the show notes from these reports, the initial filing was a, they said a voluminous file. I don't know if that's a, a French to English translation challenger of the XXED volume is file, but that required the date to be pushed back from June 9th to September 29th for the initial filing of this. It does say that there's three charges of criminal, criminal negligence causing death and five charges of criminal negligence causing bodily harm, presumably for the three workers that died and the five that were injured in this explosion incident. Another one of the articles goes through and suggests that the workers we're putting out the fire when the explosion happened on the roof or trying to put out a fire. I mean, that's the three workers that were trying to address that fire were the ones that lost their lives. The other statement here is that it, the charges, the three charges of criminal negligence causing bodily harm and the five uh, causing death and the five causing bodily harm are being implemented under the Westray law. And so the Westray law itself, and we'll include a link to it in the show notes was put in place 
after the, the Westray coal mine explosion, which we covered previously on the podcast quite a bit. We have a whole project underway right now. We covered in episode 202 and 203 of the podcast, Vernon Terrio's journey after the Westray coal mine explosion in 1992, which tragically took the lives of all the workers that were working on the coal mine at that point in time. In those episodes 202 and 203, Vernon recounts his story, talks about his book, My Journey from Darkness to Light, which is his uh, review of Westray. And we do have an ongoing project there that we are trying to create some material to support the mental health challenges of workers that go through similar type of incidents, um, explosions as well. And, and we'll have more on that podcast as that project develops. So one of the things Vern talked about was his lobbying efforts. He went around with the United Steelworkers and many other groups to lobby for the implementation of the Westray law through Bill C-45, which was eventually put in place again, I think in March 31st, 2004, which amended section 217 of the criminal code in Canada. So I'll include some notes to this uh, link rather to the, the Westray law. The amendments is that in section 217.1 of the criminal code says that everyone who undertakes or has the authority to direct how another person does work or performs a task is under legal duty to take reasonable steps to prevent bodily harm to that person or any other person arising from the work or task. The amendment also redefined the term organization to include a broader definition of those potentially liable and added additional sections to the criminal code, imposing criminal liability on organizations and as representatives for negligence and other offenses. So it is unclear these three char- these eight charges, three for death and, and two, five for body harm, whether or not they're currently being lobbied against the company or currently lobbied against employees of the company or owners of the company at this stage. We just haven't had a chance to have the documents to take a look at that. So it's important to note that's not clear at the moment, but the I just read the section of the bill, the section of the, the criminal code that's amended from Westray that this is being based off of. A couple of important points here is that Westray as, as a law, the, the Westray bill or the Westray law rather, has not been implemented very many times since 2004. So that would be important in this case. And I don't think it's ever been implemented specifically on a dust explosion incident, which is what it was founded on. Um, Westray was a, a methane gas explosion followed by a large coal dust explosion through that mine. So this could really put a spotlight on dust explosion incidents in North America and Canada specifically, coupled with what we talked about previously on the podcast, which is the proposed regulation changes in British Columbia. We talked about back in episode 228. It might mean that there's a, a much bigger focus on combustible dust in the years to come within Canada. And it'll be interesting to see how that gets tackled from a criminal perspective gets tackled from a regulatory perspective in terms of the path forward for combustible dust. And so where will things go from here? It's hard to tell at this stage. Again, we were going to wait to get the documents on this, these charges so we could review them and send them out to you. We're like a pushback. We want to get this update out there to uh, help the community understand what's going on and what information we have available today. As we receive our Freedom Information Act requests, whatever material we get from there, we will update the incident database entry for this explosion uh, at Dust Safety Science, and we eventually put it on the podcast as well. So inclusion in today covered the September 20th, 2021 explosion at a lumber mill at a wood processing facility in Beauceville, Quebec. And this was a multi-fatality, horrific, uh, multi-injury explosion. 
and very little information is available today. We did cover what has been made available. We have a timeline that we're putting together. We're using the update the incident database. We have Freedom Information Act request out. And there's this criminal case that's been um, launched against the company and potentially its representatives as well. We'll see where that goes in the future. So as more of this information becomes available, we will release it out again in the database and on the podcast as well. It's really important to understand and to emphasize that the people involved here, the community, the workers, the, the owners, the operators, everyone, um, one, did not want this explosion to happen. Two, did not foresee it happening or likely did not foresee it happening. And three, that it would have a huge impact to be involved and close to this. So we do want to just put that out here. This is not trying to name and shame companies or anything like that. It's just to understand the current trends with dust explosions that are happening around the world, specifically here in Canada with this case, the trend and the, the importance of understanding legal liability and also tying that in with understanding the need to identify, assess and address combustible dust hazards as a company, as an individual, as a community moving forward. So as always, I want to say thank you for listening to the podcast. I hope you have a safe and productive week ahead. I appreciate everything you're doing in issues handling combustible dust. Make them safer at the work that you do out there every day. We really appreciate it. Thank you.